0: Eyes peeled, everyone.
1: Welcome to the Full Ten Yards Fantasy Football Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. You are joined by me, your host, David Davenport. We've also got James in the room. We've made a tactical substitution this week and we've replaced the FF Brit baller with Mr. Tim Monk. And we've also got a very special guest in, friend of the show, Chris Robin. How are you doing, Chris? Are you okay?
2: Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. I thought you were going to say that you've made a tactical decision replaced one of your guys with me i don't i know this is audio but i had a big smile on my face just to be let down and just just to guess oh, well, <laughs> the well, two for one deal works though
0: <laughs> yeah two for one sorry rob um i know you've made the appearance on uh, shutdown coverage this week so uh, yeah that's yeah. it you've uh, you've switched allegiances so unfortunately it's yeah, amazing what fame does
1: isn't
0: it <laughs> <laughs> tim it's been a while since you've been on the fantasy pod
1: how have you been keeping Yeah, good mate. I sat on the the M25 for a couple of hours today and took advantage of the free parking that's always available. And that was great in 36 degree heat. Uh, That was brilliant. It was great.
0: Yeah, no chance of speeding tickets on the M25. And finally, James, how are you?
3: Uh, Like I'm off to a light, I'm back for more. It's uh, warm, but I'm good.
0: Yeah, it seems to be a theme at the moment with these Friday podcasts, the extremely warm weather. And we've we've figured out that Chris is the is the common factor. Every time he's on, we've got extremely warm weather. So uh Chris, that's another reason to make you a regular on the show. Seven podcasts a week. Seven <laughs> podcasts a week, definitely.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Like I said, I'm a, I'm right outside of D it's the summer over. It's hot and and Obviously, in the winter it's cold, it's hard-hitting analysis right there, but it's the summer, so it's going to be hot. Hashtag trends.
0: <laughs> okay, so recently Elvin Ryan has posted out a tweet to say that standard leagues should be banished forever. And Tim, you were extremely disheartened to hear that. So it is your chance now to make your case for standard scoring fantasy football leagues.
1: Well, it's not necessarily making my case. I, I kind of wanted to get your, your guys' thoughts on it, because like one of my, my main prestigious league that – yeah you know, if I could only win one league out of all my leagues, that would be the league which I which want to win, which i'm actually currently the uh, the, the champion of so that's great um, i just, i don't know I just think like standard scoring leagues are kind of a a vintage a vintagey thing and if uh, if it wasn't for it's like it's like the Simpsons and Family Guy like standard scoring is like the Simpsons and Family Guy is like PPR like without the Simpsons there would be no Family Guy without without no standard scoring there would be no PPR but I I, I don't know I, I know everyone's transitioned over to to loving PPR or or you know, half PPR or Titan Premium scoring Superflex blah 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 but I just find that standard scoring, whilst it's like and it's not the norm anymore, it's, it just gives you something. You, know, you have to adjust your rankings accordingly. It gives you keeps you on your toes a little bit, and it allows you to, um, you know, not maybe go for guys that you don't normally go for, or you know, you actually have to. Dare I say it, it's probably a bit more skill in it because you don't have to go for target monsters. You like, you know, for example, Jameson Crowder, or you know, um, you know, third down backs. Like. In standard scoring leagues, you actually have to try and work work out who's actually going to be worth anything because you haven't got the safety net of of people that get six targets for, for you know like Jarvis Landry's for over the last two yeah. years. You don't get those kind of yeah. In PPR leagues, Jarvis Landry's great, but in standard scoring, he's not he's not so great. I just think it's it's a different slant and it's the slant that was there first. So I don't know why everyone's rushing to uh, to, to, to to push the old man out the door. To, to be quite frank, but I just I just wonder what your guys' thoughts was. On.
0: Well, Tim, I think we're in the same boat. That my my home league, we're we're still a standard scoring fantasy football league, and we we have the the heavy running back runs because with the the PPR, the the running back position becomes you you can find value later on in the rounds, but the the running backs become a lot more premium in in a standard scoring league. So it is a real rush in the first round to get those. So I'm, I'm torn between the two. I, I enjoy both, but I am almost fearful now that standard is becoming such a rarity that I won't forget how to, how to, how to draft in, but you're, you're automatically in the back of your mind targeting PPR players because you're that used to
2: doing them in drafts.
0: So Chris, what would you say your split is at the moment between standard and PPR scoring?
2: Yeah. And shout out to Elvin Ryan, who I, I saw his post this morning and, we did a little bit back and forth, you know, joking mm-hmm. around, kidding with each other. And I told I told him, and I'll tell you guys, I, I'm kind of basically indifferent about the whole thing, right? I mean, like Tim said, you can't have one without the other. You can't have Simpsons without family guy. And guys drink beer or eat ice cream. There's two as the fan player. Decide uh, what kind of league you want to be in. You know, a standard 10-team league, that's pretty much – the normal, right? And then if you want to start adding things in, PPR Superflex, PPR IDP, it's all about challenging yourself and and how do you want to play fantasy football? Do you want to just skate along and then eight team, uh, eight, six, five six seven eight team, not eighteen league, you know, uh, standard scoring? It's a piece of cake. I mean, you, you, your team would be stacked, right? So in terms of of standard scoring, again, I'm indifferent. I nothing. I nothing if that makes sense. It's more of, you know, picks up the, the fantasy football player, the man or the woman who, who decides what league they want to be in. And I guess that is, uh, well, for me in America, that's my right to be free, to, free <laughs> and, and choose, choose what I want to do. So realistically, I choose to do, you know, PPR IDP. If someone wants to do standard 10, who am I to uh, blame them?
0: And finally, James, we talked about draft strategies on last week's pod, and I think you said that you're not in any standards at Leagues anymore. Am I, is my memory
3: misleading me, or was that the case? I think that's what I said last week. Um, <laughs> I, had a little bit, I had a little bit of a rattle through trying to figure out some of my keeper and dynasty leagues, whether anything go far enough back to the point where standard was the norm. And I think I found one uh, that did. So I think I am actually in one where it is it, it's weird because it's actually a redraft league <laughs> of all things. It isn't even a keeper league, but it's just a group that a group of guys that I've been with actually, to be fair, started from fantasy hockey league. Again, throwback to last week, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was we we basically on Yahoo we do fantasy spots for all four of them. Yeah, started in hockey, but our football league is based on standard scoring and just hasn't changed. So. I think Standard's fine. I mean, I like the idea of it being there for nostalgia, but I do. St- there is a place for it. There are certainly, you know, if there are people who still want it, if there's a demand, it'll stay around. I mean, the original quote, I've, I've got the tweet up, so to, to actually read the quote out, just the Twitter blurb, it's 2020, and if you're still playing in Standard Leagues, you likely wish we still had flip phones. Well, I'm probably <laughs> one of these people who actually doesn't didn't wouldn't mind flip phones making a bit of a resurgence, so um but that doesn't necessarily mean i want standard leagues to make a resurgence but um i still think they have their place
0: well motorola have just rebrought the razor back that's oh. a uh, flip phone and that's got the, the screen now the touch screen on the front and the back so um hello motto <laughs> and and fo- uh, the folding phones so they've got this the glass now that they that can fold in half so maybe flip phones are on the way back and maybe Standard scoring is like the the NFL in that the it turns it goes from a passing cycle to a running cycle as defenses adapt. So maybe that's what fantasy will do. It'll become a, it become a cool thing to do to do standard again, and everyone will shift back to standard and and keep on the loop with PPR. Nothing nothing says look at me more than a flip phone. <laughs> Just those ones that you'd flip open with a big long aerial. You'd pull out the top and uh, throw back to the early two thousands. So maybe we wish we were still in the early 2000s with the situation that we currently find ourselves in with the Such coronavirus. Such <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost as if it was planned. And <laughs> we, yeah, so the, the situation we find ourselves in right now, we are, of course, questioning whether we're going to have a season at all, but here at the Full 10 Yards, we are plowing ahead and we are confident that we will do. So the deadline for the opt-outs was yesterday, And we are going to discuss now some of the 69 players, uh, no jokes please, around the room, that declined and have opted out of the 2020 fantasy season. So there's not too many players that you perhaps would have drafted in too many leagues. However, some of the consequences that will have a knock-on effect will be there. So... We'll start alphabetically. We're going to go Geronimo Allison, the wide receiver out of Detroit. And I think it only makes sense for Chris to start us off on this one. What kind of effect does Geronimo Allison opting out to have on the 2020
3: fantasy season?
2: In terms of the, the Lion season and what they planned on doing, not much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been – actually, I, I would have been surprised if he made the team. Uh, after OTAs and preseason games and training camps and everything. He was more of a depth kind of guy. So, obviously, we have Kenny G and uh, Marvin Jones. uh, Jamal Agnew looks to make the the switch to receiver. And I guess the only positive you could pull from this, because it's kind of a a non-story, I think, in Detroit especially, is the the wide receiver rookie that they drafted, Quintez Cephas, right? I mean, he – He moves up a rung in the depth uh, chart, and obviously they drafted him. They have long-term plans for him maybe to spot in at number two when Marvin Jones decides to split. But, again, uh, probably not much of a uh, – and I don't know the guy, so not being rude to him. It's just a bit of a non-story. It doesn't matter for the Lions.
0: Yeah, and obviously he's had the birth of his child recently, which is a big factor as to why he is opting out. But – this is where it starts, the, the, you wonder if the agents are in his ear because t- the Detroit's top four returning receivers this year are all in contract years. So does it make sense for Allison to just sit out this year and then not get cut, as you say, and then he's got a much stronger position to, to make the roster this time in, in 12 months if, um, if a couple of the, the guys' contracts end and move on? So is it a little bit of tactics involved there?
2: Yeah, there could be. And like I said, it's it's like a move that he made. Obviously, it's his personal beliefs. And like I said before we went live, um, these guys make these decisions, and it has really no bearing on the team, especially for, for someone like him. And, again, not trying to be rude or sound like a jerk, you know, he made this decision, and it's like a little loophole, right, Geronimo Allison, isn't he's a he's a a professional wide receiver that's what he does he's not a superstar he's not anybody that people are gushing over rushing to the waiver wire to pick up or drafting in their fantasy leagues it's just like a a little loophole as i said before we went live to get back to that he found a, a way to just freeze himself as an asset and he'll revisit again this time next year so uh no harm no foul again it's uh, not really meaningless, I guess, for the Lions in the city of Detroit.
0: Okay, so moving slightly further east in New England, we have got Brandon Bolden sitting out. And you don't automatically think running back one when you think of Brandon Bolden. He only had 15 carries last year. However, he managed to get three touchdowns on those 15 carries. So, Tim, who do you think is going to be the prime to get those that goal line work this year in new England and who's going to benefit it's only three touchdowns, but that's three still three touchdowns that uh, we perhaps wouldn't have seen.
1: Yeah, I mean Brandon Bolden is one of those like like one of those guys that you just dread to hear on Red Zone. Um, and he, so he's he's been a, he's kind of a Belichick guy because he's been there for for years. Do you think about how, the amount that has changed in that backfield since Belichick and when Brady was there? How you know how it, how it's been? But uh, it's, Brandon Bolden's a bit of a special teams guy as well, isn't he? I think he um, yeah. Yeah, Belichick likes a bit a bit of, uh, if you can play special teams and you've got a kind of place on the team as well. But yeah, Brandon Bolden, um, you know. I, th- I wouldn't be surprised, uh, well, I'd, I would be shocked if we didn't see an uptick for, for Damien Harris, who was inactive quite a lot of weeks last year. Uh, certainly expect him to, uh, I think he, even Brandon Bolden would have been a, a choice over uh, Damien Harris on, on those weeks, just because Brandon Bolden does have the, the special teams capabilities as well. So uh, in terms of the goal line work, i say, you know, a couple of touchdowns he's um, not really, I mean... <laughs> Is it could be the difference one week of of winning winning the matchup in your in your leagues and not. But um, I'd assume that they yeah, they either go to could go to anyone. This is this is New England we're talking about. It could go to either of of uh, Sonny Michel, Michelle, Damien Harris, Rex Burke, James White. You know, take your pick. It just depends on on what play they dial up in. You know, where Brandon Bolden would have come in. But I, I say Brandon Bolden's not. Um, is not going to, it's not the greatest of, but put it this way, I'd be very surprised if anyone, anyone drafted him or if he's on any, even on deep dynasty leagues. So yeah, I mean, just take, yeah, pick a, pick a card from the deck and that's who the touchdowns are going to. So a slightly more fantasy relevant, James,
0: we have got Devin Funchess over in Green Bay. So he's the only, that's that's pushing it. (laughs) He is the only wide receiver that the Packers brought in over this off-season. And that is, uh, even Devontae Adams has come out recently to say that he was surprised to hear that the Packers didn't draft the wide receiver. And of course, Aaron Rodgers was fuming in every single interview that I've heard him him talk about. So he was projected to be the the number two opposite Devontae Adams this season. Uh, Alan Lazard, is he the the prime candidate now to be the number two in, in Green Bay?
3: All signs point that way. I mean, I think he was going to be anyway. To be honest, I think it, that the chemistry looked to be there towards the end of last season, and I think Lazard ends up being the guy for to be that number two slot position. Which um, for years we've been saying that a number two receiver for an Aaron Rodgers offense is always a good idea, but it seems the Aaron Rodgers decline is kicking in, and suddenly people aren't believing in it. I mean, a yeah. lot of that is is Lazard the guy, but um, Funchess was potentially going to be in almost as a bit of a red zone um, guy, I think, if he'd have been on the roster. Um, When you look at Green Bay, I believe their um, starting tight end is either going to be Mercedes Lewis or Jake Sternberger. So they sort of needed a bit of extra help, and Funches was probably going to be able to provide the extra help for them. Um, But with him out of the picture, they they drafted a plethora of wide receivers – a few years ago. So when you had the double barrel run with Valbis, Scantling and <laughs> Equinemir St. Brown too. amongst others and Jamon Moore in the same year as well. So they, they, they had a year where they had like three or four. Um, I can't remember if that was 2018 or 2019 now, but um, they still have a depth chart of wide receivers. It's just none of them have made that true step up. Kumaro was trying and Lazard seemed to be the one that's got the most chemistry, but really it's, Hard to look beyond Devontae Adams having a lot of work this year.
0: Well, with a lot of work comes a lot of coverage. And Chris, I know that we spent last time on the podcast you spoke about your love for Alan Lazard. So does the <laughs> Devon Funchess news increase that?
2: Again, one of those things where when you when you really dig in and you really think about it, another semi meaningless kind of thing right because as uh, i think tim and james touched on briefly you know they don't have anyone else there in green bay to catch the ball and funchus comes in and mind you guy's only like 26 years old but like everyone talks about him like he's in his 50s but he's a young he's still a, he's still a young kid right but he hasn't done much he's basically i use this term he's basically a construction barrel with a pair of gloves like eric ebron they're just there in the field you know so when alan lazard uh excuse me alan lazard Devonte adams and then you have um what's his what's his name uh funchus funchus ops Funches ops out it's really nothing because Devonte adams was going to get what what he's going to get and as you said you know less receivers more coverage that kind of thing alan lazard is for sure now green bay's uh, number two receiver and maybe uh MVS can can do something as our wide receiver three maybe a slot guy and then Green Bay historically has always loved their tight end so uh, I think this this gives just a little nudge to Sternberger in the right direction.
0: Wonderful and moving off from F to G we have got Marquise Goodwin who of course has had so much tragedy throughout his life um, and was finally blessed with with a baby child in February. So I don't think there's any surprise to see him step out this year and all credit to him for, for doing so. However, the, the wide receiver room in Philadelphia wasn't the the best to begin with. Uh, we've got Alshon Jeffrey who is who is likely to start on the PUP list. And we've got Deshaun Jackson, who, of course, recently got in trouble for the comments that he made on social media. So Jalen Ray got him. Do we, do we think he's going to have an even bigger season now that Marquise Goodwin's out of the way? Or was, again, was it another fantasy irrelevance?
1: Um, I, I think so. I mean if you judge by what Marquise Gooden has done over the last couple of years, he's not done done a great deal. So I'm not quite sure how many targets he was getting in that offence anyway, uh, especially with, with all the COVID stuff and I think what Philadelphia have done is just draft a load of speed guys and I think it's just kind of survival of the fittest to see who joins um, who joins Rhaegor and uh well Jeffrey when he get if he eventually gets on the field. But um we'll be surprised to see JJ Sega Whiteside um, get a bit more I get a bit more on the field this season as well. He's a, he's a very deep, deep, deep dark sleeper for me. But again, with with Marquis Goodwin, I mean, it's not as if they signed him to a, a big, a bigish deal. It's you yeah, um, know, it's kind of a he's just a guy and yeah, hoping that he, maybe he can re, 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 um, refine some of his old form, uh, c- catching some deep balls. But considering the the other the other players they've drafted, the other players they've got on that roster, I, I, again, it's just a, a lot of the same guys. So I'm not I'm not quite sure. Uh, again, Marquis Goodwin probably would have been. drafted would have been drafted in maybe a few more deeper leagues than than the other guy he gave me. But yeah, I mean, for me, Marquis Goodwin was never on my radar for for this season anyway. So um, yeah, I'm I'm a big Gregor fan this season.
0: And if we go over to Miami, so perhaps these two guys weren't fantasy relevant on their own. We've got Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson, two wide receivers that have opted out of the season there. I say they weren't fantasy relevant, but I did actually draft Albert Wilson in Five Yard rushes, Fantasy Football Challenge Cup about two hours before he um, before he opted out, which um, which wasn't great. But um, so the, the two of them perhaps wouldn't have been fantasy relevant. However, if you scale up the games they missed last year, there is now 130 vacated targets in Miami this year. So. Who is likely to get those targets? Are we going to see them split evenly between Devontae Parker and Preston Williams? Or is there someone like, I don't know, Jakeen Grant going to step up to the mark, James?
3: Well, there's another guy who hasn't been mentioned who he's been getting a lot of buzz since the Albert Wilson news popped out, and that's Isaiah Ford. Um, say, if, if, Prior to probably the Wilson news, there, not many people were talking about him, but people started sort of looking through that depth chart and saying, well, what if they got left and suddenly realized that Ford wasn't doing a bad job when he had a chance to step in and he appears to have a bit of a shot. Miami seems to use a lot of wide receivers and it's interesting now that Parker's, I'm going to say broken out because, well, Mm -hmm. the draft slot certainly suggests that would be the case. Um, I've never been a true believer, but I I feel like I have to now. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but um, after Parker there is a lot of very similar level receivers there are always people who you could take a last round dart on if you fancy it but you certainly you know if you don't they will probably be on the waiver for you later on so you may get a chance to choose sort of after an early week but I'm not sure on Joaquin Grant I think Preston Williams might be missing the beginning of the season through injury potentially um, so this is, that first few weeks is going to be crucial to see who steps up and I'm on I'm on sort of the hype train is getting slightly quicker for Ford so uh, I'm not going to say you heard it here first because I heard it elsewhere first but um, <laughs> yeah there's, there's, there's uh, potentially something brewing regarding the Ford.
0: Tim I think, I think you're going to be dizzy with the how aggressively you were shaking your head at the, the Isaiah Ford take. Is it uh, Mac Hollins I'm going to guess you're going to
1: go for? No, James, James, you've let your you've let your own brand down there. You are you are Mister Tight End and I can't believe you've <laughs> not even ushered the words Mike Kosicki.
3: Oh, because I was sticking to the wide receivers. Kosicki, we know is going to be good this year. I mean, this... yeah, but he's
1: yeah, but he's got he's got like you say the hundred thirty vacated targets. I could see at least a good, a good percentage of those going Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki last year had what fifty fifty receptions, fifty one receptions, or something, there. And, and, uh, so I, I could see him pushing for sixty-five, seventy receptions potentially with uh, with some of those vacated targets, and say Albert Wilson primarily was, is is a slot guy. So I can just see maybe them giving some more some more routes to to Kizuki and um, yeah, all on the, all on the Kaziki chain. But I'm just uh, sh- I'm I'm ashamed <laughs> for you uh, for James being being our tight end guy, loving the bit of tight ends. I was I was absolutely shocked because you you built it up perfectly, and I'm thinking right here comes the Mike Kaziki bombing coming, and then just comes out with. <laughs> who comes out with a nobody at wide receiver
3: (laughs) (laughs) to to, 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 to be fair to disappoint you further the next guy I had on my in my head was Matt Breeder getting a benefit
2: Mm -hmm. um
3: I think I think Kiziki was almost too obvious that I didn't even need to bring it up <laughs> every people have already the, the Kiziki hype train is already well on its way and and frankly in the distance if you if you're not already on it then you're probably too late you've missed yeah. missed the boat well train
1: <laughs> missed the train yeah um, yeah you're right to have your camera turned off so And,
0: uh, Chris, you're going to tell us now that Gary Jennings or Matt Cole is going to be the main beneficiary. So uh, who do you think is going to be the the main beneficiary with uh, the 130 targets vacated this year?
2: Honestly, it's the tight end Mike Kosaki or Akeem Grant, who used used to be, maybe still is, their return guy. Kick return, punt return. Uh, I floated that idea out on social media, and the replies that I got back, they kept calling him. I don't know if that's what they call him in Miami but Jakeem Sparkplug Grant, I've never heard of that before. And I've owned, I've owned Grant on a few teams that, that uh, add up and, and count return yardage. And he's a good kickoff returner, and let's see if that can translate into you know slot work or reverses, any of that, that kind of nature, you know, get him the ball in space and, and see what he can do with it. Wasn't
1: Jakeem Grant the guy that got signed to Baltimore for a huge deal and then it got fell through and then he went to Indianapolis? Was that him?
2: no i i don't no. think so no okay, I, i'm i'm yeah, absolutely yeah. positive it was not him uh it, it's just escaping me who you're it's who ryan grant. Referring to to. Um, uh,
1: no ryan grant was wasn't he not the um
2: he was a green bay running back i believe green bay running back, Ra- yeah, yeah ryan grant yeah yeah
1: oh, let me see, let me don't see need,
2: what mr google says <laughs> i don't need notes or any preparation i'm I do fantastic off the top of my head.
0: <laughs> cool. So uh, why we're all split up as to who is going to get the, the targets in Miami. And probably the biggest one so far, so we'll save the biggest to last, and that is Damian Williams, the running back in Kansas City. And this this was a shocking one. I wasn't expecting this one at all. It's a guy who was an undrafted free agent coming out of the draft. He's someone who has broken out late in his career. It was, it was quite nice to see him and Mostert at the end of the Super Bowl together as the two guys, the, the undrafted um, rookies. And he's, he's opted out. He's, he's won his ring. He's, he's achieved everything he can in this game, and he's, he's taken this one out. He, he obviously got two touchdowns in the Super Bowl win over, over the San Francisco 49ers. He led the Kansas City Chiefs in rushing attempts, yards, and touchdowns last year, even though it was only a 111 rushes for 498 yards and five touchdowns. So Clyde Edwards-Helaire, I don't think we need to debate that he is going to be the the main guy this year in in Kansas City. But just how main of a guy is he going to be? Because we've we've got people putting now in their top five running backs on the year. Is that is that a wild overestimation, or can he have a, a Kareem Hunt kind of kind of season, Chris?
2: No, I think it's wild, and I maybe it's like I'm from the like the old school when it comes to fantasy sports. Like you want to draft and running backs early and often and you want to stock up on running backs and it just seems strange to me that you know a rookie running back from LSU who who had a damn good season last year he took the team him and Joe Burrow they won the, the national title but then you're going to you're going to draft Clyde Edwards above guys like Zeke Elliott I saw a trade offer where hey they're like oh man I got my first share of Clyde Edwards I swapped them straight out for Alvin Kamara it's absolutely insane to me and almost so that i don't even i don't even want to engage i don't even want to comment cuz those people seem like they're out of their minds you know manic in a in a in a weird way but in terms of kansas city damian williams opting out is that prototypical loophole that opt out i was telling you guys about before we went live where so he opts out now and whatever he has done is frozen in time. So even a year from now, this time next year, people will still be talking about his uh, phenomenal Super Bowl game. You know what I mean? So let's say he didn't opt out. Let's play it out. Let's play the tape. He plays in, t- in the season 2020. Clyde Edwards Hilaire just completely steals his thunder, his carries, gets Damien, uh, gets buried on the depth chart. And, and he's a bum. You know, he's, uh, they cut him, they, they trade him. He's a nobody now. As it stands now, he opts out, and he 's still the darling in Kansas City, helping them in the super Bowl so you, do you get do you, does that make sense what i what i'm trying totally. to say in terms yeah, of yeah. you know he's like he's freezing his value like some of these college kids are now doing so um again i can't he that's his decision to make who what kind of jerk would I be if I judged? a professional football player who I have no experience playing professional football. You know, I can't put myself in his shoes, none of that stuff. So I'm, I respect what he's done and for the, for the better of his life and his family. But I do strongly believe that it was, he wanted to freeze his value because the rookie was coming in and he was feeling the heat. So the first, first thought he had was, well, I'm just going to opt out and I'll be cool for the next year or so.
0: Yeah, and if Clyde Edward-Tollaire is a bust this year or he, he has a, a serious exactly. injury, which of course, we, of course we'd never wish that upon on anybody, but uh, as I'm sure Damian Williams wouldn't. But he is, he's the number one guy again in Kansas City next year. And like you say, Chris, all, all we can remember, particularly myself as a 49ers fan, is that Super Bowl <laughs> performance. Uh, Tim, where have you got Clyde Edward-Tollaire in your running back rankings now? He has seemingly got the backfield to himself.
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think um, people are just gonna the la- the ones in the lazier leagues are gonna just see oh no, Damian Williams. Let's draft uh, Clyde edwards in the in the in the top ten and top five or, or what have you. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't find a good enough reason not to have him in in the you know, the first round or early second of of redraft leagues or or you know, dynasty startups that kind of thing. So um, if I had one, I'd obviously give it to you. But as as much as he's a guy that I'm swerving, just because I still think there's something a bit funky to to play out there again. Whether or not Damian Williams is like Chris has said, there is is, is opted out and kind of frozen and just to kind of see how it all plays out I'd be very surprised if it if it, that was it, that was the case but you know we're still a couple of weeks out from the season they could still bring in someone like Devonta Freeman you have still got you know, DeAndre Washington there and Darwin Thompson who they drafted uh, not so long ago um yeah I, I, for, for me I'm not I'm not a client able to tell their buyer um especially in my favorite standard leagues but um you know <laughs> this is a this is a running back that's in a very running back friendly system over in Kansas City uh with, with Andy Reid and we know that you know Brian Westbrook, all those years ago in Philadelphia, Andy Reid gets a hell of a lot out of out of the running back position. So there's gonna be a lot of suitors, uh which is obviously gonna just drive you know in terms of fantasy value fantasy value, it's just gonna drive his his price up. So we're gonna see, you know, the majority of leagues you know, probably three out of four leagues where he goes in the first round just because he's he's the hot topic. He's the the main beneficiary of of a, a Super Bowl uh winning running back that's opted out. So um, yeah, I mean it's not for me, but I, I'm not I'm not going to stop anyone from from doing him. But I'd I'd rather have guys like Joe Mixon over him and like you, um, Chris's trades with Kamara and Zeke and whatever. I'd I'd have uh, the more established guys all day long because like I say, there's no guarantee that that Hilaire's going to going to translate over and, and do anything. But he's in he's in the prime position uh, prime position to do so. So, do we think Lashawn McCoy would have gone back to Kansas City if
0: he hadn't have already signed with Tampa Bay?
1: Mm. No
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He was able to pick his spot, I feel like as a uh, as a seasoned veteran, a long time running back stud i fe- I feel like I don't know if anyone agrees with me. he was able to you know pick his spots because you know going back you know coming back and going to Tampa Bay, obviously he's not expected to carry the load, so there's a lot of uh pressure, let's say, off him and whatever organization he went to. so he picked the best uh possible solution for himself and he chose tampa
0: so is he just going to hop around year on year just to see where he can get the ring next is uh see
1: the frank gore <laughs> yeah well no frank one gore's... is frank
2: gore but frank <laughs> gore. <laughs> nah,
0: yeah but frank gore hasn't got a ring frank, gore... frank gore's doing it completely wrong <laughs> frank gore's going to the teams where they're going oh you you might get good soon right i'm off i'm going to a team he's yeah. he's literally going to a worse team every year but um, yeah, Shady McCoy, yeah, he's, he's, he's primed to get another Super Bowl in two and two years with two different teams. And I can't imagine there's too many players that have been able to say that throughout the career. OK, so just a couple of others to mention. Travis Benjamin probably wouldn't have made the San Francisco 49ers squad this year. And Josh Doxon over in New York. As the Jets, he, he's also opted out on the season. So I think my key piece of advice for you to be would go and have a look at the full list of players that have opted out because it is not just the offensive guys that you need to, to take an eye out for. So particularly in the AFC East, we've seen CJ Mosley, the, the linebacker for the New York Jets. And of course, we've seen the majority of the New England Patriots defense opt out of the season as well. So that's going to increase fantasy production for for you guys and the other teams on the offensive side of the ball. If those defences are weakened, then we've, we've got to think of an impact there. So just because it wasn't an offensive player um, doesn't mean that you're not going to see any upturn for those other players on that team. So I'd definitely recommend going and have a look at the list of full players and uh, trying to piece it up because we've seen a lot of linemen, uh, particularly with their, their body weight, a lot of linemen have opted out of the season. So that is going to have an effect uh, Nate Solder, I've seen that that's actually going to increase Saquon Barkley's production this year. Nate Solder, <laughs> up and out of the season after his uh, after his production last year. So <laughs> Saquon Barkley could be even closer to Christian McCaffrey going into the year. Okay, so now it is time for the newest segment of the show. James, it's finally a chance for you to catch up with Rob, and that's because he's not here. So it's whether you've... Um, Rob's locked up in your basement James somewhere to, uh, to try and reduce this deficit somewhat so we are going to play a game of play your ADP rights and James as the seasoned veteran of the game you are going to go first so we are going to spin the wheel we are going to choose you a player and you've got to tell me whether the next player on the wheel is going to have a later or earlier ADP and at least said higher
3: or lower there. I'm glad we fixed this, considering the amount of comments we had the other week, that me and Rob <laughs> did it differently. Yes. A few, pe- a few people were saying that I got shafted that week, which is quite <laughs> hilarious, considering that it doesn't matter how you look at it, I'm still terrible. I'll
1: tell you, I'll tell you what, James, you can, have, you can have a bonus half point, because I, just, I did the Ryan Grant, uh, the Baltimore guy, that, the wide receiver that fell through, and it was actually a, a Ryan Grant, so you, you can have half a point for that. Yay! <laughs> uh, I'm not quite as lenient with my points, unfortunately, James. I've uh, refuted
0: that point, but um, I'll give you.
3: <laughs>
0: that, so there is, it... is
2: my luck summed up in an up? <laughs> now, <people. laughs> is it like whose line anyway? The, everything's made up, and the points don't matter, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah
0: just mock uh, um, m- m- the week. Our version of that, yeah. Qi as well, just where you get minus uh,
3: points for this, that, and the my, other. It's complete and utter side reference. I am part of an online racing league, and our team then used to be whose racing line is it anyway? Love the show. Uh, Anyway, that's the game at hand.
0: Okay, we'll (laughs) at least give you a nice, easy one to start, James. You have got Chris Thompson with an ADP of 14.03. Is the next player going to be later or earlier?
3: Let's go earlier. Let's play obvious.
0: Let's spin the wheel. And yes, boom, it is Kyler Murray with an ADP of 6.02. So, at 6.02, are you going earlier or later than Kyler Murray? Later. He's going later. It's Harrison Butker. Hey, but yes, 13.05. They've fallen nicely for you so far. So, with Harrison, Harrison Butker at 13.05, are you going earlier or later?
3: Let's go earlier. Let's just keep picking the obvious answer.
0: <laughs> it's Carlos Hyde. I wonder where he's going at the moment.
3: Oh, that's going to be oh, like bang in the middle. No,
0: you're, you're bust. 13.07. <laughs> <laughs>
3: fair enough.
0: Then again, a, you,
2: you lost man, with a kicker.
3: Yes, you <laughs> lost with a kicker. That's that's quite. Incredible. This this is only Jeez. proof that I just don't play in many leagues with kickers anymore. <laughs> then but again, at round thirteen, you,
0: you're playing you're playing the uh, the averages game, and unfortunately, it didn't pay off. So. You've, uh, you have managed to reduce your, your deficit on Rob, but he still leads in the series 15-5. So uh, hopefully you can plug away again next week. And we will move over to you, Tim. So we are starting with Carlos Hyde at 13.07. Are you going earlier or later than Carlos Hyde, Tim?
1: Uh, we'll go earlier. We'll go easy.
0: Okay, we've gone for earlier and it is Mike Williams. I'm not sure you know where <sighs> is Mike Williams' ADP. It's 14.05. Uh, what him okay. joins the goose egg swing and a miss <laughs> James you are you're not the only person in that club anymore uh. which means <laughs> we go over to you Chris and hopefully it's a nice easy one to start with Mike Williams's ADP of 14.05 Chris are you going
1: earlier or later
2: I'm going earlier
1: you're going earlier. How come so an Earlier, Sean. ADP of 14, 14th round?
2: That's know. what I... Yeah. He's he's like right in the middle. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I was thinking like that 10th round, 9th round. Was like,
0: this was taken off Fantasy Football Calculator in a 12-team PPR league uh, just before the show. So, um, yeah. should all be ashamed get, of yourselves. Go out and get Mike Williams in your leagues. It is Leonard Fournette. So... Chris, you have sailed through the first round. You have not fallen at the first hurdle, and he has an ADP of 3.06. So, 3.06, you're going lower.
2: Yeah, that's a no-brainer.
0: Earlier or later? We've changed it because we we had an argument last week. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll go later.
1: (laughs) Later, mate. Later, later, mate. I don't
0: believe it. It's Michael Thomas.
1: Uh,
0: At one oh six. So, James, how does it feel? You've won. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've forgotten that feeling if I'm honest 4-0 um,
0: <laughs> uh, to 1 You have won this week's Play Your ADP rights uh, Well
3: done
0: <laughs> Didn't he <me> do
1: well Grossy <laughs> <Brucey> bonus <laughs> <laughs> Chris Chris is out in the lake thinking What the hell are these guys on about <laughs> These uh, terrible 80s, 90s, British
2: Television games <laughs> Of all the fantasy players on earth i get michael thomas a top five pick i got yeah. screwed that, and i think everyone knows it james i actually won and that's what i'll tell myself chris do
1: you know who bruce forsyth is
2: no the, the name sounds familiar though yeah
1: okay but that's one for that's for homework for you for next time
2: <laughs> i got it I'll write it
3: down
0: <laughs> you've you've got to bring your best Bruce Forsyth impression to the show <laughs> oh, for, yes. for next I time.
3: mean it'll be it'll be nice to research to research it'll be <laughs> very very
0: good very good it, you have to get something in there along those lines, James. there has to be a pun in there somewhere we've 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 been on for what nearly forty minutes now <laughs> with a pun so there
3: i line. i I feel like I'm getting a reputation. I'm not sure what gives me that impression, but uh
1: Tim, you've trained him well, that's all I'm saying. I have, yeah, he's listened, to, he's listened to too many of my podcasts. Well,
3: well it's why you, why you weren't needed on this one anymore.
1: Well, exactly. were well, needed, that's, that's, the, that's, that's, that's strong. So I was going to say, yeah, cranky. Oh, he, he wins one game of play your ADP cards, right? And then he's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no reason. You wait until w- the bump back to earth, mate. Is it hurt your backside. Well, yeah, James, he, he picked the same guy as tags in
0: um, Breakout or Bust a couple of weeks ago, and now, uh, now he's won. Player ADP, right, James? James, we're gonna need a bigger, bigger screen to get your head on in a minute because uh, <laughs> bigger carriage. <I've> t- <laughs> I,
3: I, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm turning into uh, the full ten yards version of Antonio Brown. That's just too far.
0: Oh, so you re- you're gonna <laughs> retire in the in the next seven days, and then unretire, and then re-retire, and then uh, we're gonna suspend and you And get suspended for, the n- for eight yeah. podcasts. <laughs>
3: Well, with the baby on the way, that's probably an advisable method. um, Yeah. My ego won't get too big, otherwise the puns don't work.
0: Before we get too carried away, we will go into the final segment of the show, and that, of course, is... Trade of the Day. And we have got some blockbuster trades in here today. Chris, as the guest of the show, we are going to ask you to go first. So this is a 12-team dynasty league it's ppr and it is a tight end premium okay on one side of the ball we have got alvin kamara and travis kelsey okay and on the other we have got saquon barkley dallas goddard and oj howard talk us through your decision making here
2: i'm going uh barkley oj howard and dallas goddard there in that side you said it's a tight end premium Uh, Dynasty, 12-team, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Correct. So at at first glance, you would think, well, Alvin Kamara's a stud back, but Barkley's better. So you give uh, Barkley the edge there. So then it's between Kelsey, Kelsey on one side, Godert and O.J. Howard on the other side. So sometimes you want quality over quantity. But in this case, I'm going to take the quantity in Dallas Godert, who I think – I think they're gonna Philly's gonna work him in more to be the heir apparent in Philly for Zach Ertz, and then I'm I have a soft spot for O.J. Howard, man. Uh, I I had him all last year, and he did nothing. You know, really, he didn't do anything. And now this year with Tom Brady, and I, you already know the weapons. How many times can can we talk about Tampa Bay and Brady? So I think O.J. Howard has a nice, nice season. I don't want to say breakout season. He's just a very nice uh, tight end. And if it's a tight end premium, you can start both Goddard and Howard, and you got arguably a first overall pick in Barkley there. So you heard me. Barkley, Goddard, and OJ Howard all day.
0: And, Chris, 54.6% of Twitter disagrees with you. Ah. So it is a slight favoring towards Kamara and Kelsey on there, but a great rationale. Hey, see, and you know, they-
2: people – sorry to cut you off or step over you when people on social media especially twitter when they vote they just it's it's that shock value that name value they see travis kelsey and alvin kamar and they're like oh my god i love travis kelsey when in reality he's a he's fantastic he's a stud but that's all i have but i i think i explained myself to the best of my ability got boys so i'll leave it at that
0: no good good reasoning there And we move over to you, Tim. It is the same league format, except we are now removing the Titan Premium. So it is a 12-team Dynasty PPR league. And this uh, is a pen and paper job, I think, here. On one side of the ball, we've got Michael Thomas, David Johnson, and a 2021 first and second round pick. So there are four factors to that side. And on the other side, it is a popular day to be trading Saquon, because we've got Saquon Barkley and DJ Moore. Who have you got here?
1: Saquon and DJ Moore. All right, so it's just DJ one of those that I normally get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would take Saquon and DJ Moore quite easily, to be quite honest. There's Michael Thomas, um, post-Tree could be absolutely anything, although he's a he's a top quality Wide receiver, but I just think DJ Moore is also going to be a top ten wide receiver. You know, as early as this season. So, um, the, the picks are just picks, and I think from even from a win, I think with Saquon and DJ Moore, you you've got, you've got um, upside for both win now teams and for for rebuilds as well. So, yeah, that's quite an easy one for me.
0: And seventy
1: five point three
0: percent of Twitter, so that's a big favor agrees with you Tim there I think I think I do sensible people (laughs) and that takes us over to you James it's an easy one this week and we haven't got Rob for me to give the the long winded one too but we (laughs) have got on one side of the ball Brandon Ayuk sorry same league format so it's a 12 team dynasty PPR we've got Brandon Ayuk and two late 2021 first round picks and on the other side we've got Alan Robinson Oh,
3: I say I think I've become more and more of an Ayuk believer as things have gone on. And I'll be honest, the the whole situation, Alan Robinson is a fantastic football player in a terrible situation to me in Chicago. Because at the moment, there's, there's still uncertainty over who's going to be starting quarterback. Is it Trubisky? Is it Foles? will falls well falls is now not not going to be opting out which was looking like it was a bit of a risk a few weeks ago so that's going to be a true qb contest so that potential chemistry is a risk so i'd be going for the iucan two firsts personally but if i'm in win now mode you've got to keep robinson really um it's again it's another one of those trades where you'd pick one side if you're win now and one side if you're building to the future but i I just have a soft spot for Ayuk at the moment.
2: Can I say something real quick, Sean, if you don't mind? Alan, I already know, and again, I haven't seen this, but I'm almost willing to bet the farm it's Alan Robinson's side by a wide margin. Twitter absolutely yeah. loves this guy. They love Alan Robinson. I've seen a million trades evolve with him, and it's always Alan Robinson by a wide margin. So uh, I'm dying to see what the percentage is on this one. Yeah, I, I don't always agree with Twitter
3: folk anyway in terms of votes. Yeah. So I, 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 go with, I go with my own beliefs, even though, I would say, if you go by what side has more talent, Alan Robinson is fantastic. He's just seems to, it's just that thing, the Chicago factor at the moment, the Bears factor, as soon as they get a QB that people can trust, his value is going to shoot right through the roof. And it's already quite high.
0: And I I can tell you that Twitter is 50-50. It is exactly (laughs) 50-50. No way. (laughs) Yes, exactly 50-50 in favour of those trades. So that concludes... (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were kidding me. (laughs) No, I'm I'm being deadly serious. Twitter is... Twitter can't decide. So that concludes today's podcast. Uh, James, where can we find you on Twitter?
3: As always, NFL hype train, toot toot. Doop doop,
0: And Chris, thank you so much again for taking the time out of your day to come and join us this side of the ponds. Have you found it?
2: Absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, thank you for having me. You know I would uh, never say no to you guys. Much like OJ Howard, I have a soft spot for uh, Full 10 Fantasy on Twitter. So, thank you Sean, Tim, James. It was nice to meet you. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter uh, at, at Detroit Beastie. I'm there often early and always willing to have a good conversation with somebody
0: yeah always good to engage with is chris on twitter and tim i uh, i'm just looking at the new full 10 yards.com website it's looking good my friend you've done a you've done a good job there
1: uh still still going still a few tweaks left to go but um you see it's in progress it's in progress loads of, surprise, loads of surprises coming your way loads of surprises
2: uh-oh yeah i mean like, i'm not telling you what cash, they are but
1: it's going to be a surprise. Oh come on, cash give cash giveaways.
2: (laughs) What are we talking
1: here? I'll give you you some rupees, maybe that's what I've got. I'm I'm wondering where you've had some rupees from. And a fictional game. Okay. He had an email he had an email for someone who wants to put some
3: into his bank
1: account. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've been flicking through my spam, my junk mail. I'm 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 sitting on a I'm sitting on more money than uh, David Tepper. So head over to <laughs>
0: Full10Yards.com to check out the new changes to the website, and of course keep your eyes out, keep your eyes peeled, shall I say, for these surprises. Uh, the latest thing you can find on there is Rob Grimwood's twenty twenty fantasy rankings. So go check those out to help you win your fantasy league. Uh, Tim, you've been on uh, you've been on all of the podcasts recently, haven't you?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I do my best. I do my best. Um, yeah, NFL, Brit bull uh brit will be back next week um yeah everywhere everywhere and anywhere yeah so uh, we've we've had college nfl and brit Bull this week
0: and keep your eyes peeled on the podcasts for more and finally tim where can we find you on twitter uh at tim underscore monk f10y wonderful and i have been david davenport at dav underscore f10y Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're following us at F10Y Fantasy and we will catch you next week.
2: Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.
1: You've been listening to the full 10 Yards Fantasy podcast. You can find us on Twitter at F10Y Fantasy and over on our website, www. Full10yards.com, where we cater to all of your American football needs from NFL general, fantasy football, college football, and even Britball. Thanks for listening, and remember, folks, keep those eyes peeled.